filmed in front of a live studio audience for the last time of 2021. Yeah, it's the Dicebreaker <laughs> Podcast featuring your host, Matt Jarvis. What? What? There's what? only one more pod till Christmas, and this is it. Uh, well, no, there's there's only one more pod till Yeah, but that's Christmas. after Christmas. <laughs> you two uh, just completely ignored my song. Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a reference to the the Muppet Christmas Carol, as as all yeah. things should be and are. The greatest Christmas film ever made. Michael Caine just tweeting the Muppet Christmas Carol box art uh, the other day, <laughs> just without any context. Uh, what hello. context do you need for that? Well, yeah, exactly. Quite. Uh, I Muppets. think he also just tweeted a picture of his own face. So. <laughs> the I mean, Muppets I... themselves went to great lengths to reference it this year, uh, including Miss Piggy talking about. So Kermit did a this is Muppets drama on Twitter. Muppets Kermit did a Do you follow all the Muppets on Twitter? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Kermit did a tweet that referenced his beloved Miss Piggy. Yeah. Who was in the film. Mm-hmm. And then Miss Piggy did a tweet not mentioning Kermit whatsoever. Oh and people God. were like, oh my goodness. This but... is like the uh the crazy frog. Twitter account manager liking the tweet that said, like this tweet if you need help or whatever. <laughs> because Christ. they're like having to sell yeah. Crazy Frog NFTs. Yeah, yeah. And the Crazy Frog account coming for like the Bob Ross NFTs, I think. Oh, oh my god. That whole thing Disgusting. is a mess. Anyway, hello. We're here to not talk about NFTs. <laughs> this is your uh, safe space. <laughs> it's the Dicebreaker Podcast. It's the last live Dicebreaker Podcast of 2021. I'm your host, Matt Jarvis. I'm happy to be joined by two of the team this week. Uh, we've got Alex Meehan. Hello. Uh, I'm feeling festive. I've got my jumper on. I was about to say, you got a red jumper on. Very yeah. festive. Yeah, I've, I've got a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. I've got a Paw Patrol advent calendar. <laughs> We're on the move is, I believe, a quote from Paw Patrol. Uh, oh, is it? I've never I think seen so. it. Uh, we were playing with uh, my wife's niece or something like that, uh, and she was playing with Everest, the dog from Paw Patrol, and she okay. just very sweetly kept going, we're on the move, and, like, <laughs> moving it around. And it was, honestly, cute. it was just adorable, yeah. It's those moments where you're like, maybe I could have children. And then, and then you're like, can't oh. relate. <laughs> Also here, Matt Jarvis. Uh, also here, uh, the ch- Michael Michael Wills. I, I was about to call you the childless Michael Wills. Willard, but I mean, it's true. Not, it's not. It is technically it's not a very true, useful but... descriptor, but it is true. You do uh, have two hairy children. Mm, yeah, I do as have one. Pet owners will relate. Yes. Yeah. Very hairy demanding, hairy, portly yeah. child. I will say that Rosie. Oh, we're talking about my cats. Uh, Rosie <laughs> has like very fluffy backs of her legs, so I call her fluffy trousers every now and again. Mm. Aww, her bloomers. So Those are her bloomers. Her bloomers, yeah. Yeah. Or her chaps. <laughs> uh, yes, hello. Uh, yeah. I'm here. Thank you for having me, Matt Jarvis. Yeah. Thanks for joining joining us on the uh, the. Truly, the jorts of board game podcasts. <laughs> Wait, okay, Matt Jarvis. Which We're one not... of us is jorts and which one of us is Jean? Out of you two. Yep. Oh, Come on. this is now. This is. <laughs> I think me and this. I jorts. think I know the answer. To... I'm jorts. I can. I can see okay. that. I think jorts has like big goblin energy. Big chaotic the, goblin energy. The yeah. thing is, jorts might be as described as the himbo one. 
But uh, Jorts is also, I think, the most beloved one, and I <laughs> value attention above all else. So I'm, I'm happy with being the stupid one. It means everyone loves me. Which I, of the best mega team me. is most likely to be replaced by a picture of a sweet potato on the side? <laughs> I want margarine put on my back, please. I don't understand what's happening because I still haven't oh, seen wheels. this. It's uh, yeah. Let's uh, if you haven't read the story of Jorts and Jean, uh, I oh, highly recommend so it. But good. let's move on to to what we're here to actually discuss, which is board games, tabletop games, and RPGs, and all kinds of things like that. Uh, it will be a slightly shorter podcast than usual because, hey, it's almost the holidays. There's not loads to talk about. And actually, we're going to head off and have our team Christmas do after this. So yeah, you can't true. stop us from having a bit of fun. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, you're, you're, you can't do anything. You can't you're across the other anything. side of the you're, internet. You're just a word on a screen. We like our listeners. Thank like you for your words. Please don't insult them. <laughs> Uh, so let's get into it, shall we? Um, we're going to kind of, there's not loads of news this week, so we're going to keep that particularly short. We're just going to chat about what we've been up to recently, and then we're going to throw out some suggestions for what you should play over the holidays. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, wherever you are in the world, like make sure to stay safe and uh, keep others around you safe, depending on the various guidelines in place and uh, safety recommendations. But even if you're just having a quiet one at home uh, with, by either yourself or, or with someone close to you, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy it, and we'll have some recommendations that will hopefully suit you. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that, let's dive in. Alex, me, and what have you been up to lately? Oh my goodness, straight to me. A quick shout out before you begin, me, and to David Dan Flanagan for the comment: Digimon wear jorts. That's all I yeah, wanted to. I just wanted to cannon. read that out. Yeah. <laughs> there is. Uh, is that one that wears trousers? I think I can't so. Remember. Digimon, oh, certainly, Digimon yeah. dress exclusively in clothes from Hot Topic. <laughs> It sounded like you were reciting the lyrics to the Digimon theme there. Digimon, digital monsters, <laughs> Digimon are the champions. <laughs> yeah, uh, they wear Hot Topic. Mm. Uh, I've never even seen a Hot Topic, by the way. I, I wonder you were about to say Digimon, young. and I was about to be very upset with I'm, you. I'm aware of the vibe of Hot Topic, though, you know. It's basically Claire's accessories, but for Americans. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm very aware of Claire's accessories. Um, the amount of plastic in that store is disgusting yeah i mainly associate claire's accessories as the place where people go to get piercings don't yeah go there to i get did <laughs> i did when i was when i was 11 i got my first piercings and amazingly enough i was blessed with not having an infection yeah yeah like uh, i would say a good 70 percent of the people i know that went to uh claire's accessories for a... this is yeah. a this is not to a besmirch claire's accessories mm. as, a, as a company uh, but speaking anecdotally from my own personal experiences, that's what I think. So most, mo mo like most companies, they've probably done something yeah, evil. Yeah, I mean, so eventually we'll get called out for, I don't know, burning the moon or something. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. as, long, as long as you have more than like four people in a team, as, as soon as you hit that point, you become a company and therefore evil is on the way. <laughs> mm, yeah, looking forward to the Claire's Accessories NFTs. Claire's Accessories <laughs> It didn't work. They'll make they'll find a way. You try. Like, everyone yeah. else has. It'll, it'll be like a 3D spinning model of one of those like spiky ear studs with the pink and black. Oh god, I remember those! Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a blast from the past. Yeah. Um... Yeah, what have I done? <laughs> Other than not going to Claire's Accessories. No, I don't go to Claire's Accessories. That time has passed. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to be brutally honest with you, Mr. Jarvis. 
I've literally not played any board games. That's like, fine. You don't you don't have to play something. You can just um, uh... I, I we played Trivial Pursuit yesterday. We did, yes. For me was a very disappointing experience. We played Trivial Pursuits plural. We yeah. played eleven different variants of a Trivial Pursuit all at the monstrous. same time. Yeah. And if you would like, like to see that, then you can <laughs> just no, have very a look much... at our live streams. It felt more like the Star Wars <laughs> pursuit more than anything. <laughs> well, it's because there were two Star Wars decks. Um, mm. And also, all of the regular Trivial Pursuit questions kind of just blur into one deck, really. Because you don't really yeah. notice the difference between the 80s questions and the 90s questions. <laughs> Although it's I mean, questions from 1972. <laughs> yeah, about about 80% of my questions were about pieces of obscure US history. <laughs> Uh, and as someone who has only ever studied, like, the Roaring Twenties era of US history, and with vague amounts of knowledge about the rest of it, mm. <laughs> it was very, it was a massive, I'd say it's a little bit of a handicap. <laughs> yeah, I I was upset that I never actually got a SpongeBob SquarePants question, because no. uh, that's all I wanted, really. Because I, 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 mean, I feel like I was the most knowledgeable SpongeBob SquarePants representative on the table. Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. get one. I was done um, dirty by Lord of the Rings questions. At least there were multiple SpongeBob questions. There was one Lord of the Rings question. It was not asked to me. No, but I doubt you would have gotten it because it was so obscure. It was hard, though. yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were hard. I mean, um, it was the it was the true trivial pursuit experience in that it took too long. Nobody really wanted to like finish it, and we just ended early. <laughs> I mean, I sort of semi achieved my one goal of answering a question right, but it wasn't my question. Yeah, and no one got yeah. more than one cheese. <laughs> <laughs> no. So it was a great uh, so... experience all around. <laughs> it was just a nice reminder of why I don't, why I've not played Trivial Pursuit in about mm. ten years. Yeah. Do you actually? Uh, here's a question to uh, to fill this podcast with so-called content. Uh, do you have content. a a go-to trivia game that isn't Trivial Pursuit? Uh, I will say, I will add a quick plug that we do actually have a list that is exactly this on the website, but I'm mm. curious if either of you have I, kind of like a go-to quiz game. My family are the only ones who care about playing trivial, trivia games, and they will just play Trivia Pursuit. I will say that mm. Trivia Pursuit is slightly better if you reduce the number of like pieces playing. Like You're much better having two teams of five than like five yeah. teams of two, um, because it just makes it a lot less insufferable. Um, but yeah, I've heard that Mr. Lister is pretty good, but that is literally my only experience of other trivia games, to be honest. Yeah, oh, I mean... Wait, no! Oh. Uh, what's the ridiculous one where you have to do th- three things at once? Um, oh, Stay Cool. Stay Cool. Stay Cool, stay cool is, is technically so a trivia game, and I love that yes, game. There you go. That's me. Stay Cool is a really good pick. Um, yeah, I guess it is a trivia game. It's um, like a third trivia. <laughs> yeah. I introduced that to my family last year. And by family, we mean my mother and my brother, because my dad refuses to play any board game whatsoever. My mum's like that. She's like, oh, I don't like games. It's like, okay. Hate- <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty big chunk of the human experience that you're writing off, mum. <laughs> Essentially, my my dad just get he just gets very bored very quickly. So unless something is like gripping his attention span, he will just get up in the middle of something and just leave. Oh wow! Because <laughs> he's like, this is this no longer entertains me. I'm going to now watch 
this ma- football match from 1986 or something. <laughs> <I> <laughs> like say, my phone. This is like a classic <laughs> Christmas experience that I think at least I can relate to. I would guess there are quite a few folks out there who can also relate to it because I think that like quote traditional board games, they are quite like boring for a lot yeah, of people. Quite it's like slow. partly because you've played them and partly, yeah, because they're designed to just eat time. I I have memories of being younger, and we used to play Cluedo every Christmas. Mm. And but you were younger. Like Clockwork. My yeah, God. we didn't play so much now. We play different <laughs> board games. But like Clockwork, my granddad uh, would just fall asleep in the chair like moments before. As soon as the Cluedo board was mentioned or brought into the vicinity, like, oh, I'm, that was oh, it. I'm yeah. Oh. A bit tired. Oh. Yeah. He uh, had a think... he, he had a special ability that as soon sense. as he heard the words. Cluedo. Yeah, I His see board games about dead people. <laughs> yeah, and so I think <laughs> one of the nice things about being someone that has a lot of board games and can suggest everything you all know, the time joke. <laughs> is uh, the fact that, like last year, um, we played Point Salad and Camelot oh. and Azul instead. I am the very excited that. to mm. teach my parents Camelot. Uh, and my second brother. Edition. Yeah, yeah, second edition. Uh, unfortunately, the art's not as good, but the game is still you. fantastic. And the game is better because it adds the other camel as well. Um, but the uh, the reason I'm so excited about it is my my brother. I told you, gang. I told you guys about this. I think. Um, but my brother Treep, who is now an investment banker, um, he used to go to like you know like the amusements that appear. Uh, yeah. And he just figured out how to win the horse racing game. Like wow. he he came back with like more money than a child should have because he just camel learned, counting. He just learned how to camel count. Yeah, but specifically the Arabian Derby. I remember him playing. Uh, so I feel like this will be a real blast of the past for him. Um, although mm. it probably won't be quite as readable as the uh, yeah. <laughs> automated machine. Um, and knowing um, knowing having told us that your all your other many brothers are incredibly competitive very, uh, very. i fully anticipate this being an experience where you're sort of just sat there while you know this this invents investment banker brother just absolutely wipes the floor with you yeah, yeah i think it's probably just going to be him to be honest because we're the only ones still in the uk um oh. and given the current state of the world uh, mm. it's probably another disjointed christmas um mm. But yeah, no, so I'm hoping that my mum and dad will, will get on board with it as well. Because as I said, my mum is notoriously difficult to get to play a game. Uh, I've played things, like, I've played Timeline with her, you know, the... Um, oh, that's a good one. Timeline's good. That's a great trivia game, actually. That is a Timeline's good trivia a really game. Good yeah, trivia that, game. That is yeah. a really good trivia game. Uh, for anyone who's not aware, Timeline is basically just a deck of little cards with, like, uh, depending on the set that you get, it could be inventions or, like, historical events or like music and film um on one side it just shows you the sorry so so he is recording their christmas they're like giving each other their presents for christmas and i think zoe just got a very lovely one um so sorry on one side of the card is just the invention or whatever it is and on the other side it shows you the time the the date that it was actually invented so you put down on the timeline of cards that you've got in front of you where you think it was so you guess you don't have to say oh it was 1974 you just have to be like well it was it must have been between 1990 and 1982 because those are the cards that are down so the more cards that get played the bigger the timeline gets the more tricky it gets and it's genuinely a really good game um and you think that you'd get 
like too good at it like you'd remember everything but you really don't uh and you can just combine sets as well to sort of mix things up um Ooh. but yeah no i really recommend timeline that's one of the only things my mum's been able to play with me that she actually likes that's good. uh but also <clears throat> yeah. i will say i am excited to try and get her to play camel up because i think it's just simple mm. enough yeah on needs. the edge i mean i'm tempted to attempt it as well mm. um because i've slowly been able to wean my brother and my mother on to slightly more complicated games mm. like a few weeks ago we played hanabi okay. which was mm. a, it was a difficult experience because <laughs> my mother's memory is just horrendous so obviously like her trying to remember where her cards are and what they were we had to just continuously remind her of the information that she already has uh but like i think i can get them on board with camel up like my mum is really into the idea of playing board game it's just if they're a certain level of complexity then she's just out um but you'll love this wills mm-hmm. um a trivia game that we played quite a lot and i think it's a trivia game uh is called who's in the bag <laughs> <laughs> I swear every game that you've ever played with your family is a weird Poundland knockoff of like something that's actually been heard of. Like, it's don't tip the waiter. No, it's not a Poundland knockoff. It's like, um, it's a game where you have a bag. Yeah. And, you have to and guess who's in, in the bag, there's, yeah, we get in the bag. Um, <laughs> in the bag, there are all these little cards that have like, uh, names of various famous people on them uh and then you have to pick one and then everyone else has to ask you questions to try and guess who they think you are and that's literally it so we used to play that one quite a lot that was hot in our household (laughs) this was in the before times before that was was a real um, hot number (laughs) yeah yeah this was before i sort of started attempting getting my family to play board games um uh, now I've managed to. They're really into cockroach poker, mm-hmm. um, so I'm going to try them with cheating moth. Yeah, I, I don't know if my family will get on board with cheating moth, but I'm going to try. They 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 finally understood and really got cockroach poker, so I'm going to try them with cheating moth, and I'm going to try that um, cockroach dance game as well that I got mm-hmm. from Germany too, and um, I've also got. This has now just become games that we're going to play. Over yeah, we've kind of skipped. Well, look, yeah. this is what it's well, fine. Like, if that's where we get to now, that's all good. Um, I, I also we also got a copy of that Sound Maker board. Oh like, yeah, game that was awesome, from Blue Orange. Blue Orange. Um, and I feel like that might be on the level like party games they tend to get into. Um, the I mean, we're supposed to be seeing uh, uh not a huge amount of people but a few people whether or not that continues i don't know depends on the state of the country etc etc uh but they tend to like party games and obviously like telestrations is just that that always comes out like mm. around christmas time although i do still need to get new marker pens because every year my marker pens run out um yeah so there you go uh, Matthew Jarvis. Hello. Oh wait, Mr. Wheeler, have you been up to anything? Uh, game game yeah, no, I um, I will say. 
goodness. I've been listening to this. Um, no, yeah, no. I will say I, uh, and I think Chase has been playing it as well. But I've been playing just just every now and again, uh, Babel Royale, which is uh, a free to play yeah. game that is on Steam recently, which is Battle Royale Scrabble, and it's genuinely really cool. <laughs> so you have like you do the whole like uh, like you are a letter. You always start as A. And you're like parachuting down onto a Scrabble board. And on the Scrabble board, you've got like randomly placed, you know, like three times score. And, and like you also have these little power ups, uh, which can like delete letters around you or can like mix up the words, that you, the letters that you have available to you or stuff like that. Um, and when you land it, the board, as you'd imagine, just like about Royale, shrinks over time. Um, and you have like a health bar that goes down if you're out in the in the red zone. But the way that you uh, like eliminate other players is if you have your word next to you. So every time you spell a word, like the word that you last spelled is basically where your player is. So yeah, like okay. if you started with like I don't know uh, all the letter all, and then you connected that L into a word like London or whatever, London is now your player. So that is the thing that's going to get damaged if it's in the zone. So you have to not only make words um, off of the letters you're getting to score points, which then gets you money, which you can spend on upgrades, but also you're having to like use the words to move across the board like a snake almost. Hmm. Uh, the way you eliminate other players is when you're next to each other, you can make a word that combines your word and theirs. And if you manage to link up the words, you destroy them. So, like, you know those, like, really weird little, like, short words that people know when they play Scrabble? They're kind of, like, warning shots and, like, you're firing across at people <laughs> with, like, little, you know, like, you make a, a, like, ox or whatever to try and join up or something like that. And it's genuinely really clever. Like, it works really well. Um, like, the UI is quite good. Like, it, it's quite quick and quite... Thing. I, I don't know if we can, like, join up, but we should probably play it during the social if we can. Uh, if we can get in the same game. But, yeah, no, it's, like, it's, like, a really... It's a thing that I did not expect to have existed, but it's actually really, really good. <laughs> it's kind of like how Tetris 99 really like shook people and they were like, oh crap, this is a really good game. Um, mm. And I would not expect Scrabble Battle Royale to be anything of note, but I genuinely really recommend it. It's called Babble Royale, uh, if anyone wants to try cool. it. Cool. Uh, yeah. I also, I also obviously play Trouble Suit. I also played, I tried to play Mini Rogue over lunch. Oh, oh yeah. this is the game that Liv's played. Yeah, Liv's I tried to play it over lunch, but the the rule book is not very good. And because I was in the I was just playing it solo over lunch and because I had people chatting next to me, I was struggling to read when, you know, words are in the background because of my brain. Um and yeah, I just could not get my head around it very easily because it was so like all the information was so disparate but also really dense and it was just like I don't understand what's happening here. Um, I probably didn't give it the best chance in the world, but yeah, I was not impressed with how bad the rule book is. But there you go. Mm. Uh, as far as games I'm planning to play for Christmas, apart from Camel Up and Cheating Moth, um, I think we tend to play. And um, Matt, we watched a video about this recently, but we tend to play Backgammon quite a bit. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Because oh wow, again the the same brother who's who's uh, I'm hoping to play Camel Up with is is really into Backgammon because I think. I think people play it in his industry. I'm not sure why, but that's like a thing. Uh, gambling, I guess. Yeah, well, they do have that. You've got that like double or nothing die, don't you? That you yeah. flip the sides and stuff. Um, but I actually really like Backgammon. I think it's genuinely a really good game. Um, same, same these. Yeah, I don't think it gets as much 
you know, like national love as I don't know, national international love as as things like chess and, uh, and, mm. and go and checkers and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think backgammon's actually a really good game. Uh, it's a lot lighter as well. Like it, it feels there's still strategy involved, but there's a, a lot less. It's a huge luck element as well. To yeah, it, but so. like in in like a sort of intentional way, you know, like it's yeah, it's meant to feel like a sort of gambling game. It's like, Ooh, can yeah, you I think it's it, yeah. it very much is designed around gambling, right? Yeah, you same can, like, same I as like poker, it. right? Oh, mm. are you okay? What's happening in there? Mate, I don't know what's happening in your flat. Oh, God, I never know what's happening in your flat. I think the green screen just chopped Zoe's hand off. Huh? Mr. Whelan, please Uh, focus. Sorry. Uh, The video Wills was referring to is Backgammon, the cruelest game in art by Games People Play, which is a really interesting video, and it's about the depiction of backgammon in art. And it's on uh, Versus things like chess. So, Yeah. yeah, I would recommend folks go and check it out. Um, but yeah, sorry. So yeah, no, I think in the same way that poker is, it's got that intentional sort of like, it is a lot game that you can influence rather than like, it's, it's, you know, pure strategy or whatever. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to playing that. I'm looking forward to playing, uh, whatever the hell else I can, I can sort of squeeze into a session. It's all, it's always that case of like, people are just sort of sat around doing nothing. I'm like, should I ask if they want to play a game? And they'll be like... (laughs) Yeah, well, all right, okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and now Titan's uh, arrived. So Matt Jarvis. How about you, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Jarvis, what have you been playing and what are you going to play? Tell uh, us. What have I been playing? Not very much because it's been a very busy couple of weeks as we lead up to the end of the year uh, and there's been some other stuff going on outside of work, uh, which even means that we've de- sadly delayed our Avatar uh, RPG campaign oh. a little for a, a couple of weeks now, which I, yeah. I was really enjoying uh, and I'm looking forward to getting back to at some point. But in terms of what I'm looking forward to playing, uh, I have a copy of Hero Quest here, the re-released Hero Quest, wow! uh, which Hasbro sent across. Uh, not for any reason, they just sent it across. Uh, and I am interested to check it out because I've not actually played Hero Quest because it was before my time. Yeah. You know, like 89. My uh, my yeah. only experience of Hero Quest is the best video ever, which <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hero Quest is the greatest <laughs> game in the world. <laughs> Broadsword. It is very good. Um, although good. I have played the Dungeons and Dragons board game. You know, the one that they sell in like bookshops. Just Dungeon, I think. Or oh, you mean like a modern one or relatively modern because the very first basically D&D hero game was called D&D. dungeon i think right yeah and that's the, i think that's the odd thing for me is i've played so many games that like are derivative this. of hero quest like for instance descent this year is very much hero quest because it has 3d terrain it's a dungeon crawler you know it's an rpg in a box but hero quest kind of did it first but also hero quest is now 32 years old 33 years old something like that so it'll be interesting to know whether because this is just a straight kind of remake yeah, rather than a, a repackaging really rather than a reboot or a spiritual successor they've made some very minor things for instance uh you can now play characters who aren't just like men uh and also they stripped all the warhammer <laughs> references out of the game because originally it was a yeah a crossover between milton bradley the big u.s toy company and games workshop uh, obviously, makers of Warhammer, so there well, were references to Warhammer in it. I was going to say this this game I'm talking about is Hasbro's Dungeons and Dragons boards game, but I think this, oh, is, right. this wow. is before um, the purchasing and stuff like that. So it's it's also got like the the classic D and D logo that you get on the you know on like uh, Borders yeah. Gate Two and stuff like that, which is very cool. 
Um, but I remember buying that, or at least like asking for that for Christmas, because we were in the, me and you know the big borders. Oh my goodness, the one in Watford. <laughs> the one near Watford, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you probably know the big borders as well, Matt. Um, but yeah, no, there there was like I remember being in there as a kid at Christmas, and there were like a big stack of them, and I was like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons board game. Because <laughs> oh, back Leland. back when I was like, you know. Uh, a child and had less Ooh. taste. <laughs> Whoa, uh, come on now. But so, yeah, no, I remember having a good time with that. It was basically just, you know, it was a dungeon crawler board game. Like it was, yeah, yeah, well, that's what I'm kind of like, particularly in this job, like, I am very curious as to whether people's affection for Hero Quest is just pure nostalgia at this yeah. point, or if it still we'll holds up. Because yeah. I know that we had a really good feature um, a number of months back now about the influence. I think it was Nick Rubin spoke to a number of designers. So like Isaac Childress of Gloomhaven and so on, like modern designers of things like Imperial Assault and like modern dungeon crawlers. And they all kind of cited HeroQuest as this game that inspired them to then make what you would consider the modern kind of classic dungeon crawlers. Mm. So yeah, it's it's interesting working the opposite way around and kind of going back to it. But I haven't played it yet, so I'm speaking in hypotheticals. But yeah, it'll be I interesting feeling... to check it out. I feel like if it's just a straight up, like, slight repackaging and a few changing of elements, I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I... I think the biggest thing you'll run into, Matt, the biggest frustration is Hero Quest is from the era of games where it was like roll a d6 to see how far you move on like yeah. a square board. And I think you'll roll ones and twos a lot and think, oh God, when will this end? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if movement is D6 linked. But I will say there's, like I said, there are, there are a lot of dungeon crawlers out there. But even modern dungeon crawlers, sometimes they just feel kind of overwrought with rules. Yeah. Like, they can just be overly complex. So if this just oh. ends up being a very stripped back, like light and breezy, like 45 minute kind of run around dungeon and, you know, hit skeleton with sword kind of thing, there might be kind of a pure enjoyment in that but it's like your every day Matt yeah uh but <laughs> I guess I'll find out if I play Hero Quest. Uh the other thing that I would like to play at some point, which I believe we have a copy in the office, but I've not managed to be in the office <laughs> for a number of weeks now, thanks COVID. Uh, is Halley Galley. Uh which I think has a different name like Fruity Five or Fruit Punch or yeah, something. Yeah we like saw that. that. It looked weird. Yeah so <laughs> This is a game that I discovered through uh, Run BTS. Uh, shout out to BTS, uh, but they were playing it. It's actually Such a, a, nerd. a classic. <laughs> like, it's a game from like a couple of decades ago. But in short, it is a very light card game where each person turns over a card, and each card has a number of fruit on it, and there is a bell in the middle. And if at any point there are exactly five fruit of the same type. In any combination of cards, so there are some cards that just have five fruit on. It could be a one and a four, two and a three, but it has to be exactly five, and they have to be the same fruit. Someone like everyone has to race to hit the bell in the middle uh, and so take those cards. So it's Jungle Speed. Yeah, I've not played loads yeah. of Jungle Speed, so <laughs> yeah. Aaron uh, Winmai says, "Ah, oh, yes, the inferior Jungle Speed." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did BTS like play Jungle Speed or did oh, they play Seriously, Matt. For goodness sake. Why play so. a game based on its merit? Why not play it based on the fact that a boy band from Korea played it? They had a great time playing it and they've got great tasting games. They play a lot of them. I will have you know. 
Are you going to get them on? What would what would you do if we managed to like get them on a video or something? Uh, well, I don't speak Korean, so it'd probably be quite awkward. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, if but we had like, like an interpreter, it'd be nice to just hang out, you know. They I mean, like... that's the assumption, right? Like, I'm not just going to drag them on and just be like, "Good luck." Like, we have an interpreter. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, but what what would you just be like? A full fan meltdown, or would you try? No, and probably not. I'm a professional, you know. I've spoken to people that whose work <laughs> I enjoy and admire before, and I haven't like ended up sobbing and saying, "Thanks so much, I love you." So you wouldn't do like a Troy meets the Barburton or whatever it is from Community. No, you know. Oh yeah, the Barburton, the okay, cool. rainbow person. Matt's yeah. a cool yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, you're cool. I am. Yeah, I'm often associated with my very calm and not at all anxious nature. Can you can you I... let us know some of the other board games that BTS have played? Uh, mm. They, I believe, Maybe they played the Resistance list. or some kind of werewolf. Right. Because uh, I, I need you to substantiate your claim that they have good taste in board games. Uh, they they do a lot of social deduction games actually, and they do live action social deduction games, uh, which are really good fun to watch. Like genuinely, um... I would really recommend. Like Run BTS is a really good. Kind of like half game show, half reality show. It's really, yeah, it's really Matthew, like wholesome and fun. Jarvis, Don't mock me for my do, hobbies. I'm not mocking should you we at do, all. Should we do a list on the website of the top ten games, games played that by BTS? BTS played. Could do, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It'll probably also, get us quite a few clicks. Yeah. There's BTS branded Uno. <laughs> is there? Yes, there is, 100%. Problem is, well, I know I what believe... to get you for Christmas next yeah. year. The problem is, Uno has been <laughs> forever year. killed for me because cheating off is just Uno, but better. You know? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Not that I was um... ever really that. Sold Did you ever have that Uno Extreme, the one that just spat cards all over the floor? It was like, uh, everybody much, Uno, everybody minutes. play, you might get no cards, you might get eight. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, advert. I remember that Was that the tagline? Oh my God. Was that the uh... that, no, that was the, Sorry, that. my bad. Matt, that was the song. Everybody Uno, everybody play. You might get no cards, you might get eight. It's Uno Extreme. This is an actor playing yeah, over a Nickelodeon show when you're 14. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Absolutely no. like a late 90s, early noughties adverse All it style. needed was someone to get gunged in it. And then that <laughs> oh, <was> it. yeah. <laughs> um, or, or for like two young boys to be like, ew, you know. Ew. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gross. Um, I imagine that if that um, the card spitter was sentient from the that Uno game, that it would be like smoking a cigarette and just be like, "You want some more cards, eh?" <laughs> <laughs> well, Wills, have you said what you're you're planning to play over the holiday? I can't remember where we got yeah, into yeah, this, yeah. this rambling conversation that's now about. <laughs> I... I'll be honest, I don't know where we're at extreme machine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I will it's say not our regular podcast format. We didn't have Uno when we were younger. We had what? You had what? Spelt What's what? W-H-O-T. I swear to God, me and every game you've ever talked about playing with your family has been some weird knockoff. It's like you're from an alternate dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, don't know what through, Yeah, we stepped through the, the doorway into this dimension. Um... Yeah, it's it's pretty much exactly like Uno, but but not branded Sick. by Hasbro. But instead of saying um, I have Uno card left, you say what? You say what? <laughs> what? what? You say what? <laughs> that seems highly confusing. <laughs> because it's called what? <laughs> okay. All right then. Nothing. Uh, nothing to 
to need clarifying that. <laughs> hey, while we're while we're talking about the, as we, we've made this relatively festive themed, what mm. other games do you just you know do you associate with playing with your family like classics? I remember oh. like Rummy Cub was always one that. Oh. Like, which is basically just rummy but with tiles my so my my dad is irish um or at least you know he's his his parents are irish you know he's second generation or whatever um so he has this whole library in his head of weird confusing card games that don't make any sense which seems to be like a a theme for at least the part of ireland that my family comes from <laughs> uh but yeah no there's um God, I'm trying to remember the name of any of them, but there was—is there one called like Camel or something like that, or Donkey? Yeah, Donkey. You played Donkey? I haven't. I, I think the Camel is a playing card game as well, though. I we played Donkey at some point. I remember playing Donkey. I remember playing Rummy. I remember playing. Uh, oh God, like Hearts. Uh, yeah, a, a lot of card games that I do, I could not tell you how to play anymore. Uh, three card Knock as well. Have you played Three Card Knock? Not by that name. I feel like there were a lot of card games where people yeah, say, that, um, oh, I, I played this game all the name. time. Yeah, like, it's, oh, like, it's like it. when you ask someone from England what a bread roll is called. <laughs> uh, three Card Knock is the one. That was the one that I remember liking the most. Oh, this is called Knock Rummy, apparently. Oh, okay. We, um, I played a lot of Rummy. I remember Rummy being Yeah, like... I've played Rummy a lot as well. We, yeah. we still play Rummy, like, a decent amount. Like e- Yeah, each branch of the family has their, their kind of, like, go-to card game, where it's like, okay, this, like, particular set of grandparents plays Rummy, this set play Hearts. Like, my grandma would just play Solitaire and ignore everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandmother, then. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, like... For us as well, it is kind of similar because my mother was taught various card games by her mother. It was, you know, obviously, you know, taught by her mother. So there's like a sort of pass down the generation. Mm. But my mother used to play with her two sisters and her mother and her grandmother, who was apparently ruthless. Um, And then she taught it to myself and my brother. Uh, and sometimes we get to play with her sisters when they're sort of around and when they're willing to do it. Because it was really funny, like, on my birthday this year, my, both my aunts were there. And then we were trying to, like, cajole them into playing uh, Old Maid with us, which I believe is another name for hearts, right? Like, it's... it's yes, I see. It's I don't know Old Maid. To... It's, yeah, it's like it, a hearts derivative thing. Yeah, it, it's like you don't want to collect hearts... And then the uh, Queen of Spades is the... the scabby Queen, kind of as they call it in Sex Yeah, animation. the Scabby Queen. She, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, she's worth like the most points. But we were trying to get them to play with us. Um, and the, it was like it was a forbidden activity. Like the way that my aunt was like, oh no, like I can't, my husband... The devil's game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what have you done? Like in the... Maybe maybe she was like a high stakes player or something, and, and she got into gambling with it. I don't know, but the way she was talking about, oh, I can't play it. Hey, I was like, wow. what hidden past do you have with this game? <laughs> so I've I've remembered the rules for three card knock. If anyone's interested, um, yeah. So the way it works is you're dealt each a hand of cards, and then there are three cards face up in front of you in the middle of the players, and on your turn. Um, you take one of your cards and you swap it with one of the face-up ones. 
uh, and the the goal of the game is to make a set. So it could be like a run, or it could be like you know three of the same type or whatever. Um, but then you keep going back and forth, swapping hands in and out until you've got your uh, hand. But then the the game ends when one player doesn't take their turn, but knocks instead. So it's kind of like posturing of like I can't reveal that because I think they need that card. So I've got to like leave this one out, but I need it as well. So if they take that, then I'm screwed kind of thing where it's like you're like waiting until the perfect moment to to play the card that you know that they want because then you can knock before they can grab it and stuff like that. Uh, oh. And then you compare who has the better hand or something right. like that. I, I'm, yeah, pretty, I, I'm pretty certain I have played this, but I don't know. Yeah, if it's, it's very, played something very similar. It's like very that, odd playing it. card games because you'll talk to someone who has played the same game as you, but with like one rule different and it's got a completely different name. And like, I think that's yeah. the really fascinating thing about card games because yeah. there's almost... They're like memes, almost, up, aren't they? Yeah, you could look up some of the rules on the on like online or something, but a lot of them are very like oral, yeah, like mm. history tradition almost. Be, yeah, tradition being yeah. passed down between families and friends and, and such like um, house rules and variants and so on. It's like, oh, we play that, but this one tiny rule is different. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. everyone plays Monopoly slightly differently, but that at least has a rule book, whereas a lot of these, like you say, are just kind of spread mm. by word of mouth mm. and we we obviously play what's the non-sweary version of oh uh, it's the game that big potato Bullcrap. released as dino dump Bullcrap. yeah that one. Dino dump. yeah dino, um, dump. dino dump which comes with stickers that smell like poo wow yeah no we don't play that version we just play it's, one with it's designed for kids apart, uh, but... as someone without a sense of smell i went along to the, i was like a, a press event and i lost multiple times and just had these stickers on me it was only later on that someone was like, oh, yeah, you know, they smell like poo, right? Like, oh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, but I played I played Bullcrap at college. If by that you mean Cheat, which is yeah, the yeah, name cheat. for it. Because yeah, Cheat was yeah. also available oh, on Neopets. No. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of different, I'm thinking of Poo Head, but not Poo. Isn't that also the same? No, I think Cheat is different, isn't it? Cheat is, there is a stack of cards in the middle and you're all trying to get rid of your hands. But you yeah, can yeah. you can say like, oh, I'm putting down two threes or whatever, and everyone yeah. and everyone can be like, no, that's bullcrap because I've got yeah. three threes. Yeah, so see, that's yeah. that's yeah. different yeah. to the one I'm thinking of, which is um, you play face up, but each card BS. has a different thing where it's like, okay, this works like a wild, or it resets yeah, it no, to zero. Is... You have to play under four. You have to play over, like seven yeah. acts, like it's invisible, so you can play against the card underneath. <laughs> oh wait, I have. Danny McNamara that. just says, "I'm concerned by this game, Mr. Jarvis." It's the it's the other <laughs> word for poo, and then the word head. Poo yeah, head. yeah. Uh, um, I think I've played both, maybe, and I'm getting them mixed up. In again, like this is the weird thing. Right? Yeah. Like they have so many different names. Like I played so much whist as a child, and when I was looking into a game i was like this is just i think it was fox in the forest mm. yeah just like, this forest, is just like whist. like whist yeah and then i couldn't find anyone making that comparison but they were comparing it to a different card game that i then realized I don't was know just whist whist by a different name yeah yeah, yeah. is like very trick takey yeah yeah i, th- I remember uh, in, in, Trump's. in donkey um in donkey you didn't have any winners it was just one person ended up as the donkey it was like oh you're the donkey you lose you know uh, which I think Poor again. Donkeys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a real, real. Sorry, you're a donkey. That's it. <laughs> well, the, the alternate name for donkey is ass, isn't it? So, yeah. Uh, we have a super um... chat from Scott Perkins. He says, "My family have a strange house rule in Uno, where instead of saying Uno, we knock on the table." 
people often think I'm insane. I, I don't know if that's... No, I think that's perfectly, yeah. Because yeah. normally you knock to like, signify that's um, a checking in poker and very stuff. Very common right? thing so in card games, yeah. I think, knocking on the table. Because it, it's just... Mm. I think card games have a tradition of like old white people playing them in parlours. Sort of smoking on cigars and yeah, not actually talking to each other. White men. Yeah, so they're just like, you know, all that kind of stuff, shoving <laughs> their chips in the. Like, and for some reason, for one is, of the most yeah. social activities in the world, they've developed a whole language where they don't have to talk to each other to play it, you know? Yeah. And I think because mm. it's money, right? So you don't want to give away any kind of. Like, like in poker, when people just yeah. keep it very stoic because they don't want to betray yeah. what they might be holding. I played a lot of blackjack. Mm. Speaking of which, like, yeah, I don't mind blackjack. A lot of blackjack. Blackjack is mostly just luck. That I, yeah, I'm sure someone in chat will disagree. I'm sure there are people who complain. Is that just blackjack 21? Yeah, yeah, it's 21. 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Again, right. <laughs> eight names. For right. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we played a lot of 21 when we were kids. Like I've not played it so much anymore because it just feels very simple. It, that makes yeah, sense. it's like do, it. Do you want another card? Yes or no? Yeah. It's, oh, it's, you went over. It's way more manageable, but also like I, I've only been to a real casino once, and I kind of hated it because I don't really mm. like gambling in general. Um, but I played blackjack because I was like, I know how to play blackjack, so I'll do that because I didn't want to, did not want to sit on a poker table. And <laughs> no. uh, roulette's just sort of you know throwing dice and seeing what happens. So I was, um, I was playing blackjack, but. The speed at which people play it in a casino, you're just like, I don't, I, I, uh, yeah, I'll have a card, please. And like, I think most of the money I lost was just me not being able to keep up. Like, mm. I think they just kind, kind of try and like make it real quick, so you can't really think yeah. too much about. what I mean, you're casinos doing. are obviously yeah. designed to yeah, just rake they're, in they're money from traps, is what they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, have I review ever played Pit? That was the that's the other kind of very like. It always comes out around Christmas with a certain branch of the family. Nope. Uh, Pit is a very loud game where you are you have a hand of cards and they are simple resources like wheat and I think brick and stuff like that. Those kinds of resources, like your kind of Catan uh, goods. And you trade face down and you trade a specific number of cards. So you're and then you will just say how many cards you have. So you're not giving away what you're giving away, just how many cards, because then you have to equal someone else that's trading the same number. So you could have a wheat and a brick or whatever it may be, five wheat. And you'll just be like, two, 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 two. I've heard uh, of Everyone's this, doing that I've at the same time. like a different version where it's not resources. Yeah, and like, there's a bull and a bear as well when you don't want the bull, I think, or the bear. <laughs> I don't know. It's something like that. You can't win if you have one of them, but you can win if you have the other, but only a particular. But it's really it's very chaotic it's very noisy i think it originated in the 1920s or something like that um but it's interesting because there are similar kind of trading rounds in the original civilization board game mm. it works in a very similar way but there you're trading potentially like calamities as well for their um yeah their empire i will say there was a game a couple of years ago called trading on the tigris which just like pulled the trading round of civilization out of the rest of it and it was really good mm. i think it kind of like a lot of people it flew under the radar for that's but kind of how um, i really enjoyed it is it sidereal confluence oh yeah works? yeah where yeah. It's, it's literally just you know time starts you're making deals and then you know you you have a certain color of cube that other people need but you don't and you yeah. need their color so that you can just like you know upgrade things and, and fill slots and all that kind of stuff uh but it is literally just like just go out and make a deal like there's no Established rules. It's like I'll I'll give you two for this, 
but if everyone else has already made it, then you're just like, <laughs> I love those kind of games when it's built into the rules. Like, I think Monop it breaks Monopoly, right? When people start trading outside of what you should be yeah. doing, because then it just drags on and on and on. But actually, when the rules are designed to allow for very flexible, mm. like almost like meta trading, where yeah. it's like, we'll strike a deal. And it's about, it's not about just like tangible good. It's about like, hey, you help me out on this turn or you move your like units over here or whatever it may be. Like, I really love games like that. Yeah. Well, that's that's politics, really, isn't it? Like, that's <clears throat> that's politics. That's politics. Like, that, <laughs> that's what pretty much all, all like, you know, uh, classical wars were fought over. It's like, yeah. I, will, I will give you a deal to do this if this. And yeah. that is why World War One happened, because it was just every single country in Europe had made it's some kind of into deal. some kind of agreement, yeah. yeah. It's why diplomacy, which is set... I think in the lead up to World War One, mm. um, is so fun because you can say whatever you want to someone else, and then you all submit your um, turns simultaneously mm. in secret. So you can be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, don't worry, I'll move out of there," and then just not, uh, which is why it's like this notorious like friendship breaking game because you're mm. just straight up lying to each other. Um, but it, yeah, diplomacy is great. That's a perfect Christmas game. Like, just, oh, you know, you just in the family arguments that. in the structure of a game. And it's I will say, yeah. me, and, me and my brothers used to play a lot of Risk at Christmas. Oh, I used to yeah. love playing Risk. That was one of the first board games that I used to really love, you know, when I was very, very young. Um, never did anything <laughs> on it correctly, you know. Like, we, we didn't do the trading rule. You know, the one where you, like, you get cards when you take countries or whatever and then you oh, try i don't remember that because i mainly played lord of the rings risk so i think the rules we were so there. we played lord of the rings risk as well but we didn't play any of the lord of the rings bit <laughs> uh, we just played risk with a lord of the rings map <laughs> uh but we also didn't play proper risk because we didn't do any of the reinforcement cards so the first time i remember playing like a digital version of risk with some friends the first time we ever played it i was like what the hell are these cards? What's going on? Like, and I was like, is this why our games took so long? Because we were literally just doing the amount mm. of reinforcements you get from your countries. And yeah. yeah. Uh, Aaron like, Winmine points out that Lord of the Rings Risk also has the cards, which I clearly just forgot. And probably, it sounds like I probably didn't play with them either. So. There you go then. I think I think when you're that age, you don't actually read rule books. You're just like, mm. oh yeah, we all know how to play Risk, right? You're yeah, like, you just yeah. roll the dice and move. Yeah, exactly. Done. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. we go. There we go. Uh, any other classics or recommendations for the holidays before we close out this podcast? I uh, had an absolutely lovely time um, when I introduced my family to Bang the Dice Game, uh, oh, which is you and Bang the Dice Game. It's and so, Ian, it slaps. Yeah, it it's, slaps. It's a great of, game. It's one of the best hidden role games out there. I'm going to throw it out there. Um, and the reason being, it's so slapstick. Like it's such a silly, funny game. Uh, all you have to do is. Um, get so sit around the table. Get the person who is like the most comedic in your family to play the sheriff. In that oh. case, it was my dad who was just like oh. a walking dad joke book. We made him be the <laughs> sheriff, and he, it went completely to his head, and it was hilarious. Uh, and then you put on the Red Dead Redemption soundtrack in the background, and that's that's it done. Like I, I defy anyone to not think board games are fun after doing that. You know, like it's it's just great. Um, but if you haven't played Spanner Dice Game, like it's it's just a hidden roll game, you know, with teams. You're trying to defeat the other teams, but instead but of doing objectives or whatever, element. yeah, instead of doing objectives or whatever, you just have dice that you kind of push your luck roll to try and shoot people around the table or to like heal yourself or whatever. 
Uh, and if you roll three dynamite, then you accidentally explode yourself. And it, it, it's just, <laughs> right. yeah. it's fantastic. It's it's just brilliant. There's like, there's characters which have their own like custom skills and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just fantastic. And some of them are completely overpowered. It's it's great. <laughs> For me, it's all about Rhino Hero. Rhino oh, Hero, yes. There we go. Yeah, we stand Rhino Hero in this. We do in this corner. Um, it's a game that my again my mother and my brother really like. Um, they can get on board with because it's so simple to, to teach, and yet the possibilities of amusements is so high. Uh, so I'll probably bring Rhino Hero back, and you never know. One day I might try them out with Rhino Hero Super Battle. Mm. Rhino Hero Super Battle. Super Battle. Yeah. Hero Super Battle. It's been a while. Next time, next time I'm in the office, let's play Rhino Hero because it's been it's probably you know been a good couple of years now you know since what, we played it. At Super Battle is sat under my desk because I still haven't brought you it. You can't home. let it go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you uh, go. Nice, yeah. I'll uh, close out by saying, of course, uh, as many people will play Monopoly over the holidays, I'll give a shout out for Monopoly Deal, which I wrote a piece on a little while back, but I still think is the <laughs> best Monopoly you he loves can play. Monopoly Deal. So if you, if you, your family, like, if you don't think you can convince them to play anything that's not Monopoly, like, this is maybe at least, like, a, a loophole to that rule. And I think the reason it works is that it's the bits of Monopoly that are actually good... So it's the like the trading, it's the kind of being mean to each other and being, you know, really just like going at each other about trying to get properties, but it doesn't have any of the bits that bog it down. Yeah. Like moving around and drawing cards and having to worry about all of that. It is just pure you're looking for a set of houses, like go. And you can like it's basically being like horrible to each other, which is in Monopoly, but that's spread out over like four or five hours. But in Monopoly Deal it's like fifteen minutes. So it Ooh. works without feeling just exhausting. So Ooh. yeah, and it's readily available as Monopoly is. So I would recommend it if, like I say, if you are really struggling to get your family to turn away from anything that isn't Monopoly. Like, it's Monopoly. Uh, I just have one more thing to add that I've just noticed. <laughs> it Where in my, in my wardrobe where my drawers used to be and they are no longer there because they broke, there is now a gap, and I've got like two baskets with like jumpers in them. And like looking there, it looks like there's a little face like looking <laughs> out from there at me. Honestly, like it's oh, like one God, of my God. Can you see? It's like it's like peering out. Oh uh, no, there's a boy in the walls. It's every it's yeah, every it's horror like... film from two early tens. It looks a little bit like you, Mister Whelan. That's very rude. Uh... <laughs> oh, what a face, Whelan. <laughs> Okay. Uh, All right. With that, that note, yeah, that is a, cool. a healthy offering of recommendations Sweater to play over the holidays. Will be uh, the name of this podcast. Say, there is there is in fact one more Dicebreaker podcast to come for the year of 2021, <gasps> but we've already recorded it, so it's not live because yes. we won't be here. We'll be off playing any number <laughs> also, of these games. Uh, for anyone who's about to watch our Games of the Year recommendations video, which is going out on Sunday, <laughs> uh, you'll notice that. 
in the podcast the week after. As I mentioned in the video, oh, yeah. I'm talking about Heart the City Beneath, which did not come out this year. Uh, and I only realised just before we were recording the video and I had to go, oh crap. <laughs> and then I realised that for some reason I hadn't mentioned my actual The Game of the Year, which when I reviewed it, my, my question was, my god, this could be The Game of the Year already. And it was in like June. So yeah, I'm just an idiot. So have fun with that one. <laughs> Still a great game. So, you know, yeah. if you haven't picked it up, go and pick it up. And then you got one extra game recommendation anyway. It's true. Mm. But... Yeah, so join us for that. But we won't be back next Friday with a Dicebreaker podcast. We'll be we'll be off having yeah. you know a good holiday time, and we hope you do too. Obviously, stay safe out there uh, wherever you may be. We hope you enjoy the holidays and have a restful uh, and relaxing one. But for this year ish, uh, uh, we've been Dicebreaker. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for just listening this year. If you've checked in, whether you've listened to one or whether you've listened to all eighty seven. Uh, had to check quickly. Well, Mr. Uh, what are we going to do for the hundredth episode, Matt? Probably the same thing we do every night, Hinky. Uh, talk Try about to take over games the for ten minutes, <laughs> then talk about something else for the yeah. remaining like hour and fifteen. Please call me Pinky for the rest of my career together. <laughs> pinky, Pinky sweater face. I don't know, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, as always, for being pinky. here, <laughs> Alex Meehan. Pinky sweater face sounds like the name of a gangster <laughs> from the 1920s. That should have been your Red oh, Dead character. Pinky sweater face. <laughs> they say Pinky sweater face is the fastest gunslinger. Uh, thank you, Michael Wills Whelan. Also known as Pinky sweater face. You're very welcome. Uh, it's been a lovely year, and here's to a good one next year as well. Mm-hmm. So sincere. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you to me. Uh, thanks, of course, to Liv Kennedy, who isn't here. The moment mm. but is on many of these podcasts if you go back uh the other member and thanks to chase uh carter who is our yeah, wonderful news reporter as well and friend. thanks to all our contributors who have also contributed to various videos and articles on the website over the last year we appreciate it all and thanks to you dear listeners and viewers for supporting us and letting us do what we do i've been yeah. matt jarvis this has been the last live dicebreaker podcast of 2021 we'll see you in 2022 Till then, happy new year and happy holidays, and have a lovely day. Bye bye. 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 bye.